0: could we see any surprise cuts from the rams in the next two weeks plus rumors are swirling we explore some names that the la rams are being tied to and later the nfc west adds another superstar how does it impact the rest of the division we'll talk about it next on ram showcase welcome to ram showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I'm your host, Joe Brandon. But you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Baggs, and I am laying down the law for you guys tonight. Cool show to get into, of course, we had just uh, done the tease there, so you guys know what's coming. Surprise cuts, we're going to talk about some maybe potentials. Uh, there's uh, less potentials from the Sheriff Joe Bags angle than there is on some other uh, publications out there. So we'll see if you guys agree or disagree, whatever works. Uh, some rumors, they're still out there, We uh, like we talked about last week. This is the time of year where we get crazy rumors all over the place, so we'll discuss some of those as well. And then the Arizona Cardinals added a superstar. We know it. I'm not going to, I don't need to tease that that hard. It's J.J. Watt. But later on, we will actually talk about the rest of the NFC West and what this, what this move does to the rest of the NFC West. I'll let you know this much right now. I was surprised. Very surprised at the choice from J.J. Watt. Not surprised at the Cardinals making this move makes total sense for the Cardinals to make this move. Surprising that J.J. Watt would do this move. So, before we get started, I did want to have just a little bit of a program note for you guys, letting you guys know what's right around the corner, which is the five-year anniversary of Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. And to celebrate this five-year anniversary, what we're going to go ahead and do, I'm already kind of setting some stuff up for it, on March 15th. That is a Monday We will be going live on the Ram Showcase YouTube channel, so make sure if you guys are not subscribed already, you guys do that. Uh, I I hear that if you hit the bell, it actually notifies you or something, and then there's apparently another one where you can only you can like you can choose what kind of notifications you get. I don't know, guys. You guys are the ones that watch them. (laughs) You guys watch the YouTube videos, so you guys probably have a better understanding of all that than this guy does right here. Don't get into a whole lot of YouTube videos, mainly just like music videos when I'm, you know, wa- washing the house or cleaning the house, however you want to word that or however normal people say those words. Uh, but again, we're doing a live Q&A. This will basically be where it'll be like it, you can ask me Rams questions. It can be like a fan case thing, or you can ask uh, you can really ask me anything. It will, we'll just call it like an AMA. It basically, you just ask me whatever you can ask me about, you know, my history and doing this stuff, uh, why I'm why I'm not as funny as I think I am, stuff like that. It doesn't matter to me, uh, but feel free to join me. Uh, and I, I know that I, I'm seeing all these new subscribers come in. First of all, guys, I do appreciate it. Love the hell out of you guys. You guys are my favorite people in the universe. Uh, so keep on coming back, all right? And tell your friends, all right, because they need to see this too. But either way, Ram Showcase, live, March 15th. It'll be have to be after I'm done with work, so it'll be at minimum probably... Uh, we could shoot for eight Eastern. I think. I think that's a reasonable time. So five LA time, and then I'm not sure exactly how long we'll go, but I am aiming for that hour mark. And then, of course, we will still have the regularly scheduled show that will be on that week. Will be the 17th, which is I I think that's is that the is that the St. Patrick's Day? I think it is. I think it's the, is that. That's not like one of those days where it's like different every year, right? It's like the third Wednesday or so. I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's March 17th, uh, but either way, two days after that, after the 15th, which is uh, the Ram Showcase anniversary, do you guys know the worst part about uh, my sister's birthday? Uh, that I remember it because it's the day before the anniversary of Ram Showcase. I'm a real good family member. No, but make sure you guys tune into that. We'll talk about it next week as well. And then, of course, we'll schedule it, so hopefully that gives you a notification Somewhere on the YouTube, as my father would say, and uh, where you can kind of see that that's coming up. And uh, yeah, we'll go live for that and uh, have some fun. We'll just uh, we'll we'll probably crack a beer or something like that and just have a good time and hang out um, because uh, we are turning five years old here at Ram Showcase. And that's good stuff. All right. That is absolutely good stuff. So uh, I did want to get into one note also before we ha- hop too crazy in the news. This is like, OK, so that was like level A. This is level B now. All right. And then, you know what? We'll go with numbers again. We'll go to level three. And then, so that'll come next. But this one, this is the second level here, level B, level number B. And this is just a little bit of a note for you guys league wide is that the new league year starts on the 17th of March. And wait a second. And my days are off, I think. Let me just do a quick peek here because I don't want to give you guys wrong days. I believe that the 15th is a Monday. Yeah, 15th is a Monday, 17th is a Wednesday. Why is the league year starting on a Wednesday? Usually it's a Tuesday, is it not? Am I confused? Did I miss something here? So, either way. So, I'll be doing the Rams Showcase uh, episode on the day that free agency starts, so that'll be cool. But, either way, guys, my point is, the league has not yet announced what the salary cap will be. This is frustrating some teams. Teams do not even know how much they need to spend. For the Rams, we don't even know how much money we need to save... How much we need to trim off of this bad boy before the 17 so that we can be in compliance and and be good to go. And so we don't know yet what the new cap number is, and it's kind of coming out that some teams are, are getting a little bit frustrated uh, that this is that we don't have this information yet. But with that news coming out, the news that some teams are getting frustrated that we don't have the salary cap, that uh, the league's going to know about that and we'll get it very soon. So I I'm fully expecting that uh that we will get a, a a the the salary cap number, the 2021 salary cap number, we will get that very soon. Could be this week. Uh it is March 3rd today. Uh the day that I'm recording this. If you guys are seeing the video version, it is the 4th, but uh and so the numbers might be out, but either way, time of recording, we do not know what the salary cap is. Uh, going into this next season, which I mean, we're two like two weeks away from we're two weeks away today from uh uh from from the new league year, so uh that that it's we're pushing it a little bit, but either way, we're we're good to go, we're good to go. All right, the Rams just need to know how much money we need to trim, uh, and that kind of leads me into free agency. Uh, the tag window is open; it opened last week, and it will be open until March ninth, which is a Tuesday. So this one, though, uh, I don't expect the Rams to use a tag. We kind of talked about it last week. I did get a lot of comments about it, uh, which I do appreciate. Appreciate the hell out of that, is that, uh, you know, some people disagreed with me, which is totally fine. You're 100% allowed to disagree with me. It doesn't bother me at all. We are totally allowed to have discussions. That's You guys are not banned from anything or trying to, like, defuse or refute my my points or anything like that. Feel free. Please, feel free. And uh, some people disagreed with me that I don't, that not using the, the franchise tag. And I, I don't think it's, it's something that the LA Rams will do this year. It's Leonard Floyd and John Johnson are really the only ones that make sense outside of that, of the, the, the other free agents that the LA Rams have coming up for this season. Uh, those guys, you, you wouldn't want to tag them because you could just re-sign them for a lot less than the franchise tag would be. So if you guys don't know, uh, the franchise tag is the, the, the top five salaries of that position, or 120% of that player's previous year's salary, so the 2020 salary, whichever one is higher. So that does come into play. Uh, sometimes it is the the 120, sometimes it's just the the average of the top five. So keep that in mind. Uh, it is a decent number that uh, that 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 these guys would get. I think for for uh, I, I didn't look at Leonard Floyd. I could probably find it, but uh for the safety position I think it's 11.1 is it what we would have to pay Johnson I have it in my notes here somewhere we'll get to that in a second but uh we have no tags coming in yet we have no franchise tags that have been announced I have not seen any at least of time of recording I've not seen anybody be franchise tagged there are some names being floated out there uh some that the Rams fans are a little bit interested in Kenny Galladay is, is an option of the Detroit Lions uh and then uh Dak Prescott obviously Rams Rams and Rams fans are not necessarily interested in getting Dak Prescott. I'm sure there's a couple of you guys out there, but overall, the general consensus is we don't need Dak Prescott, so uh, it's looking like he has potential to be getting the franchise tag out in Dallas, and I fully expect that to happen. I think that the, the Cowboys are just going to kind of push it a little bit, but also Prescott's coming out saying that he wants just south of Mahomes money, so who actually knows what Jerry Jones is going to do, because I feel like, and I would hope, that somebody like Stan Kroenke in that situation, or Les sneed, i mean, because Jerry Jones obviously GM out there—but in that situation, I would hope that they would just be like, "Get out of here! <laughs> like, we'll just go find a rookie or something, dude. Get out. You're not worth that. Because he's not—I mean, blatantly not. He's not, you know, in the running for MVP. He hasn't won Super Bowls. He's you know I don't know either way Uh, but that that, those are two names of of people we're expecting and then of course there's going to be the surprise guys that kind of come in uh, of the team values a guy maybe more than the public does we could see those come in Uh, so keep an eye on them but I don't expect the LA Rams to utilize the franchise tag this season and the last time was uh, LaMarcus Joyner so it was a safety last time Uh, but uh, Joyner now is gone so it's it's all it's over it's all over now uh, Also wanted to talk about this one. Rams have been really quiet on the free agents on their list that they do or do not want to bring back. We don't know. We haven't heard much from the LA Rams, Uh, but I mean, we're getting to that time. So it's, it really could start coming at any moment now that that news could start kind of leaking in Uh, just two weeks before the new league year. And I mean, these re-signings are either going to happen or it's going to be public that these guys are looking for a new team. There's a lot of names on this list. I actually did the video before. Maybe I'll link it uh, somewhere, somewhere in here uh, in the YouTube version of the the free agents that whether I think they'll stay or go. And I was gonna redo that segment. I don't think I necessarily need to because I I, I rewatched it and I I still feel basically the same on on just about all of those guys. Uh, I don't think any of my opinions have really changed. Maybe maybe some of the lower lower roster guys. Maybe not bringing certain guys back. Whatever. Uh, but ultimately, no. I I think that the Rams are pretty. Uh, I, I my uh, my original opinion, I stand by it. Is what what I'm trying to say here. So, uh, but there's just two weeks before the new league year, so we're gonna start seeing those come in soon. It's it's not very often that you that you wait until after the new league year, especially when you got guys that you know you want, Brett, want back. If it's a guy, we'll just use Morgan Fox as as an example. I like talking about Morgan Fox. We'll use him as an example. If if you don't want him to touch the open market, then you just go ahead and re-sign him before the league year starts. He's still technically under contract for the next two weeks. So uh, we can just go ahead and do that. So uh, we'll also... Uh, the the tampering period is really why I'm not concerned about doing the, the podcast the day of free agency beginning. It doesn't worry me because we'll know a decent chunk of deals before that, uh, that time starts. Uh, so one of the top free agents... Uh, on the top free agents, the Rams could have uh, some cap casualties as well. So on top of the guys that maybe we want back that we, we cannot bring back potentially, such as a Leonard Floyd, such as a John Johnson, there are also guys still under contract for the next year, at least next year, and they could be cap casualties. They could be guys to to cut or restructure so that the Rams can get under that salary cap number by the 17th. Uh, that is coming up real quick. I mean, we're getting there. It's the new year. Uh, it's the day that I celebrate New Year's. Uh, I will be working this time uh, just because I have a job that needs a lot of my attention. And so I can't just take off to celebrate the the NFL's new league year. But I will still take some time that day <laughs> out of my uh, my busy work schedule and, and make some posts and stuff like that. So, uh, But most of the time, I mean, now that the tampering period is a thing, it's not really necessary to do that. So, uh, But those names uh, that I was kind of teasing there for a little bit there. Uh, Michael Brockers is one of them. All right. Michael Brockers. Uh, the team probably wants to keep Brockers. If I had to guess, I would say that the Rams want to keep Brockers. You guys might remember that the Rams already kind of tried to get rid of them in a weird way. And then you went to, went to, quote unquote, the the Baltimore Ravens. Didn't work out there. They failed him on his physical. He came back. Aaron Donald was stoked that he came back. So if Aaron Donald has any say in the roster, Michael Brockers should be back. But the Rams could save $4.6 million to move on from Michael Brockers. But that's pre-June 1. I didn't look at the post-June 1 numbers because that's irrelevant to us now because we need this before March 17th is when we need the cap space. So... Uh, I I think Brockers brings a decent amount to the to the Rams defense. It, he's one of those players that kind of eats up blocks. He doesn't necessarily light it up statistically, but I think him and Donald is a really strong combo. I I don't want to see Brockers leave, but you know what? If the if the money doesn't make sense to the team and and the team is wanting to move on from him, hey, then let's go next man up. All right, but Brock. Uh, One of the longest-tenured Rams has been here quite some time. One of the original St. Louis Rams. There's not many St. Louis Rams remaining on this roster. If you guys remember when the L.A. Rams moved to St. Louis, the last remaining one was Isaac Bruce. I'm assuming that in this sense of it, that last remaining one is actually probably going to be Aaron Donald, uh, unless a guy like Jake McQuaid just plays until, you know, he dies or something. I don't know, until he's like 80. But he's also technically going into a free agency time and the Rams signed, you know, a uh, Steven Wardle to the practice squad uh, or practice squad. I mean, in this time, it's just kind of signing guys to the roster, but uh, did, you know, we, we have a backup long snapper right now, but I like McQuaid. Uh, I think him and, and Johnny who is getting all of his snaps. I, I think that they have a good rapport together and uh, I would not like to see that broken. We've already seen what uh, losing a special teams guy can do to the LA Rams in that facet of the game, uh, losing Greg Zuerlein. Uh, we had a lot of problems trying to get a kicker. Matt Gay is doing great, but we had some struggles there. Next on this list would be Rob Havenstein, Rams starting right tackle, more expendable than he has, has been in the past, simply because of the depth that the Rams have on the offensive line, ranked third on PFF. I don't want to hear uh, comments about how the Rams offensive line is not good. I think you're still living in the 2019 season. If you watch the 2020 season, Rams offensive line did really fine. Uh, Jared Goff kind of hung on to the ball a little bit too long sometimes, and I think some of the situations that Jared Goff was put into uh, was kind of on him, (laughs) and, you know, throwing interceptions directly to defensive linemen, sometimes people will look at that as a bad offensive lineman play. I don't, I think uh, Jared Goff was just kind of, he was just trying to dump the ball off, honestly, and maybe just didn't see people dropping back, but... Either way, Havenstein is a little bit more expendable and not just because of his depth, uh, but also a little bit of inconsistent play and a little bit high of a price tag. I don't think it's unrealistic at all to see Rob Havenstein potentially be cut to save some cap space or at least get a pretty strong restructure on. So Rob Havenstein is the starting right tackle. I don't, I'm not convinced that that's going to happen in the 2021 season. I could absolutely see a guy like Noteboom slide in there. Bobby Evans could, could slide into that spot. They're are guys on the roster today that could slip into that role and I think perform well with a lower price tag, maybe more consistent. I don't know. We'd have to we'd have to wait and see. But the depth for the for the Rams offensive line is is there right now, and so I'm down with it. And then uh, the last one here that I have is going to be A. Robinson. So the Rams don't save anything to cut him before June 1st. So this is why I think a restructure is a lot more likely than just cutting him. But I see no reason that the Rams keep Robinson at a $5.2 million cap hit for 2021. I think a restructure, like I said, is a lot more likely than just moving on from him altogether. But he played in eight games, did not have a single start, did not have any sacks, 12 combined tackles, only six solo. And that price tag, the $5.2 million heading into the 2021 season, that is just too much for a guy who's only getting you 12 tackles, combined tackles. So, uh, six solo, six assisted. So, uh, you know, I'm not here to count anybody's money. That's that's not my job. I don't I don't care about what you make. Hey, go make your money, A'shawn. That's I'm all for it. Even if it's my team paying for you know a, a lower level of production, I don't care. Go make your money. All I care about at the end of the day is that the Rams put on a product at the uh, like they go into the season, not making cuts due to money. I want to see cuts due to performance. I want to see cuts due to like this guy's better than you right now. I don't want to see cuts due to money. I think that sucks. It happens, but it does suck. Uh, But either way, it's on a team that uh, needs to make some moves in the next two weeks to get below the salary cap. And this number definitely jumps out to me. I think a restructure is almost inevitable in this exact situation. So uh, we'll see what happens, but those are my guys of potential cap casualties for the LA Rams in the 2021 season, which is Michael Brockers, Rob Havenstein, and A. Sean Robinson. You'll notice two defensive linemen and an offensive lineman there. Let's head over to some rumors real fast. Uh, Rams are we'll We'll go ahead and start. We just we don't we're not going to tease this one too much. We want to jump right into this bad boy. All right. So first rumor, and we did a wide receiver rumor last week with Deshaun Jackson. We have another one, all right. So this is another one. Rams interested in wide receiver John Ross. I think this is a lot more realistic than the Deshaun Jackson rumors. It makes total sense to me. Bringing in Ross would be cheap and would provide the deep threat that the Rams have been missing. At least we're missing in the 2020 season. He could also be used as a returner, a spot that the Rams have had definitely a lot of trouble nailing down in 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 quite a while. Honestly, the Rams haven't necessarily had just like a lock on. Uh, on a on a sick returner for a while I mean Tavon was exciting but he would fumble a lot and dance around a lot Farrow Cooper was ultimately just kind of slow I, I, I he, he did have the Rams most recent kickoff return for a touchdown opening kickoff against the Bucks a few years back uh, but uh, ultimately Farrow Cooper was pretty inconsistent and uh, Webster makes me super nervous at back there a punt returner I always feel like he's gonna fumble it I don't know why he just makes me super nervous even Cup Cooper Cup has had his share of fumbles back there returning punts, so everybody makes me nervous right now, and I don't know if John Ross is the answer to that or not. He may not be. He was ultimately pretty underwhelming in Cincinnati, but he's fast AF, and I mean, brings that brings that level to the Rams, brings that deep threat to the Rams. He brings that, that, that kick returner ability to the LA Rams, and that, like I said, is something that the Rams have been missing. So is it possible? 100%. The fact that he also Kind of like underwhelmed in Cincinnati means that the LA Rams could probably get him pretty cheap, and that's okay with me too. If we can get a guy that uh, maybe we get two guys, maybe we go after in the draft for somebody else, uh, you know, but but John Ross, maybe kind of give him a little bit of a, a one year prove it deal and see how he does this season. I, I don't think that that's a that's too bad of a, a deal, so. The the Rams being interested in John Ross, this makes total sense to me. It makes sense that this would happen, uh, that, the, that the Rams would show interest. It makes total sense that John Ross would love to come to the Rams. I, I, I would be really surprised if he was like, nah. <laughs> but this one, this rumor here makes total sense to me. Almost the opposite emotions as I felt to the Deshaun Jackson rumors. So I mean, take that for what you can't. Uh, next rumor here that we're gonna jump into is gonna be that the Rams are interested in a tag and trade with safety John Johnson. I don't have any confirmation. I wasn't necessarily able to trace this rumor back to anywhere, but I've been hearing this conversation quite a bit is that a tag and trade with John Johnson, a trade partner would likely need to be established before even placing the tag on Johnson so that you know you can get rid of him. Uh but you know, with a with with the team needing to be under the salary cap by March 17th. Uh, it would not make sense to me at all to add the $11.1 million to the cap number as we're trying to open up space. It makes more sense to let him walk than to tag and trade. Because also, not only are you adding that 11.1 to the salary cap, of course you're trying to trade it away, but a trade doesn't necessarily make sense to me because what are the Rams looking for in return? Draft picks? Doubtful. The Rams don't value draft picks as much as other teams, and that's fine with me because the Rams... In the four years that we have not had a first-round pick, the Rams have gone to the playoffs 75% of the time. That one year that the Rams missed the playoffs without having a first-round pick in that previous draft, the Rams went 9-7, were the first team out. If the expanded playoffs were already a rule, the Rams would have been in. And then we're also, you can look, you can point back to like the Week 4 missed field goal against Seattle, uh, and that could have been the win to get the Rams into the postseason. We were just one game off, so... We're sitting right there, so do the draft picks, is, is that something that the Rams are interested in? I don't think so. I really don't. I don't think that the Rams are chasing draft picks right now, so to to tag Johnson in order to get draft picks in return, I'm not sure that that's necessarily the play here, uh, but the Rams also, like I said, they just don't value the draft picks like, like some other teams do, and hey, I'm not down in any other team. Value what you want to value, but the Rams don't value draft picks, and it's working out okay for them, so... I mean it's hard to it's hard to get mad when when the 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 Rams are building a strong roster uh every year without the first round pick. So it makes total sense uh to let him walk instead of get the trade, but you know the I think that's the best course of action and I do think he goes to the Chargers. We're going to get into the rest of the West and the fan cases. Let me just take a quick break here. And welcome back in. Just had to get some water into my face. So we'll go ahead and start with the rest of the West before we get into our fan A Decent number of fan cases. I don't want to blow through them completely. Do you want to give some strong answers here? Didn't read most of them. Again, which is a problem that I have because I'm at work all day and I'm all busy and stuff. And then I just like read them on the fly. But either way, we're doing fine. We'll answer those. uh, All the ones that I have found. Sometimes I got to search for them. Uh, So let's talk about the rest of the West. And uh, of course, we already talked about the LA Rams. You guys know about that. So what are those other teams doing? Those other three losers, what are they up to over here? We'll start with the Seattle Seahawks. So there's no update on the Russell Wilson situation, but the chances he gets traded are not zero. They're not zero. They're low, in my opinion, but not zero. Okay, I do think that he is kind of maybe using his platform and his, his, uh, for lack of a better term, attitude right now to maybe make a push to get some better talent in Seattle for himself. Uh, a stronger offensive line, maybe some more weapons, not just DK. You know what I mean? So uh, ultimately though, I think the big part for him is the protection. I think he just wants to, uh, he doesn't want to get hit all the time. And now he's got pass rushers for days on all the other NFC West teams so it's it's gonna be a tough go for Russell Wilson if he does stay in Seattle this season because they also uh I mean I they also just lost two guards all right Chance Wormack was released and Mike Eupati retired so they lost two guards and I think that really that Russell Wilson, I think he's frustrated for for a few reasons because A, he's not getting say in the the offensive play calls and he's getting hit all the time. Uh, We talk about it pretty regularly with Aaron Donald and how most of Aaron Donald's sacks. If you picked out one person, he sacked Russell Wilson more than he sacked any other quarterback. That's pretty standard though. I mean, that's like the Rams sack them more often than anybody else, but like other people sack them a lot too. So that offensive line is rough. And also, I think it's worth noting that Pete Carroll, without Russell Wilson, has a below 500 record as an NFL head coach. Uh, But either way, Seattle Seahawks, no update on Russ. It's a slow burn right now. But also, now that Sam Darnold is officially available, maybe something happens. I don't know. That market's a little saturated right now uh, at the quarterback spot, especially with some really strong rookies coming in. Chris Sims, by the way. Did you guys see his quarterback rankings? What a joke. Holy moly. Did he not watch college football And also, by the way, no more college football has been played since last time we looked at these rankings. What is happening? All of a sudden now people are better and worse than they were when they haven't even played anything. Uh, People are just at home right now, just like working out on their own. And they're like, this guy's shooting way up. No, that doesn't make any sense, guys. Go with the rankings at the end of the season. You know, the the season ends. Look at those rankings. Blow off the rest of them. All right. Because how are you going to have... I can't even remember who he had at number one. It was like, what? No, obviously it's Trevor Lawrence, guy. Come on now. But I think, I don't know. It's, hey, whatever for clicks. Anyway, (laughs) moving on. San Francisco 49ers. There is no update on Jimmy Garoppolo. The longer we go with hearing nothing, the more that I think that Jimmy Garoppolo stays the 49ers quarterback. But at this point, I really do think a draft day trade is 100% possible for these 49ers. All right, so uh, we've seen... Uh, we've, we've seen in the NFL before where guys just get a little excited on draft day. You know, the value of rookies is the highest on draft day because those are the only guys you're looking at. Those are the only guys that matter when you're sitting there, you're in your war room, you're looking at that big board and people get excited. So I think a draft day trade would make the most sense for a Jimmy Garoppolo situation but ultimately i do think that he stays with the 49ers this season. So I, there is no update there. It's been pretty quiet out of the 49ers, but i do think that that's what this really means is that the longer we we wait the, the well actually i mean i i don't want to say i lied, but i did kind of just now is uh, John Lynch did say he, he likes Jimmy Garoppolo, that Jimmy Garoppolo's their guy. So i i i think that that's relevant I mean you don't say that I mean unless you're Sean McVay <laughs> or Les Snead you don't say that unless you're uh unless you're kind of I don't know maybe he's playing the game I have no idea we will see uh next up though we got the Arizona Cardinals we know the big news all right the Arizona Cardinals signed defensive lineman J.J. Watt to a two-year deal worth 31 million dollars so he's averaging fifteen and a half per year and J.J. Watt chooses the Arizona Cardinals Let's break this down, all right? So, from the Cardinals' perspective, from the Arizona Cardinals franchise perspective, because they they also let out a secret that I think benefits the Rams greatly. We'll get to that here in a minute. Either way, from the Cardinals' perspective, great move, absolutely incredible. They nailed this one. This division is loaded with talent, and they need to do everything they can to keep up with this uh, with the rest of the division. The defense was their weak spot last year, and they did a great job of addressing that. That side of the football with a big-name player who is an amazing leader, brings a lot to the locker room, and effort level for days. Great move from the Arizona Cardinals. From the J.J. Watt perspective, confusing move. Confusing, all right? I'm very surprised at this one. He said that he wanted out of Houston because he wanted a chance to win. The Arizona Cardinals do have some pieces. Kyler improved year one to year two. There are receiving weapons, Buda Baker, Isaiah Simmons, Chandler Jones on the defense, but this is still the worst roster, coaching staff, quarterback, and defense in the division. You wanted to win? Prove it, then. Don't go to Arizona. What are you doing in Arizona if you want to win? I'm not trying to knock his choice. You're allowed to do whatever you want. If the money was speaking to him, Hey, go go get, go get your money. If Arizona, just being in warm weather, he's you know he's been living in Texas, if that's what he wanted, hey, do your thing, man. But don't say that you want to go win and then choose the fourth best team in a division. The Arizona Cardinals are not a bad team by any means, but they are the worst NFC West team. I think that the 49ers are better, even though they got last place last year. They got beat to hell with injuries. The Seattle Seahawks, as long as they have Russell Wilson, they are relevant and they are contenders. The LA Rams, we talk about them all the time. We know that they're a very good team. Went 10-6 and six and won a playoff game with Jared Goff last year and improved that position. They improved, in my opinion, the, their 2020 weakest spot, which was the quarterback position. They improved that. So this is, I mean, a 10-6 and six team that won a playoff game got better. And you chose the Arizona Cardinals. I don't buy that you wanted to win. And it's not because the Arizona Cardinals are a bad team. Uh, there's word that coming out that he, he sent Kyler a text like, hey, I, I chose here because I believe in you. Yeah, be that as it may, there's three better teams in this division alone. So I don't get it. I'm confused by this move unless he was just saying that he wanted to get out of Houston because he wanted to go win just because Houston is blatantly going to be like the worst team in the league this in 2021. They're going to be rough. They who do they have besides Deshaun Watson? And if they keep him, he may not even play. Who do they have? I don't know. (laughs) I don't don't know anybody on that team anymore. They're all in Arizona. (laughs) They're all just moving to Arizona. From the NFC West perspective of this move, the Cardinals got better with this move. Undoubtedly, the, the Cardinals got better with this move. But by how much, I'm not really sure what is coming off of the what's his worst statistical year of his professional career. And no one was saying that the Cardinals were a pass rush away from being true contenders. Nobody. They were fourth in the league in sacks last year. So that was not the problem spot of the Cardinals. Their defense, where their defense is bad is, is defending the pass. They, I don't know guys. It's a, it's a, it's a puzzling move to me. Because of the quotes, because I want to get out of here so I can go win. I mean, there's rumors. We don't know for sure. There's rumors that the Colts and Browns offered them more. I think those are better teams, especially the Colts. Um, I think Wentz is going to do fine there. But I, the, the Pat McAfee, he, he ended up you know, getting the information. He was told, at least in some capacity, that the Colts did not offer Uh, J.J. Watt so who knows what's actually true and what's a lie because who knows I mean it's all the game we're all playing the game here so uh, either way J.J. Watt to the Arizona Cardinals they got better I don't think it's by that much their defense is better now they have a strong leader and they have a really strong pass rush now Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt absolutely they do but they are still the fourth best team in the NFC West J.J. Watt does not give them he doesn't bump up their roster to being third best in the NFC West. Their coaching staff didn't change enough. Um uh, their their defense, they, they still can't stop the pass, even though Buda Baker's back there. Buda Baker is awesome. He's a very talented guy. Patrick Peterson, he's getting pretty old now. I mean, he's he's losing a little bit of a step. Confused by this move, but hey, also super excited to get this uh this this season going against JJ Watt. Because I love good competition. All right, I love it. In order to be the best, you need to beat the best. And in order to beat the best, you need to play the best. And this NFC West division is very exciting because it is the best. The NFC best. Definitely. Let's get into some fan quesos over here. We got a couple here because uh, I didn't I didn't I guess address that this was Rams Ram showcase. So I said, drop your fan quesos, and my first one here is, uh, what exactly are fan quesos, fan cheeses? If that's the case, what kind of cheese do you like on your nachos? What a dumb question, first of all. This is one of the dumbest questions I've ever heard. What kind of cheese do I like on my nachos? Nacho cheese, Uncle Matt. Jesus. Anyway, next one here from Gary. Kyle Van Noy, yes or no? I'm absolutely down for it. I just don't know how the money will work. All right. So obviously I would like to have Kyle Van Noy in LA playing for the Rams. Uh I think he would bring a very like underrated aspect to this Rams defense this year. I'm not sure how the money will work out. We'll see if the Rams and a uh, less make a deal sneed can wiggle something out. But uh yeah, I would I would like him. I, I would like to have Van Noy in uh in LA with horns on his helmet, not a bolt. Uh next one here from Cody. Are you ready for Stat Padford to start padding playoff dubs? I when I first read this one man, <laughs> when it said are you ready for Stat Padford, I like almost rolled my eyes like Ugh, like one of these. <laughs> and then you finished it with the playoff dubs. So I do appreciate that. Um, uh, yeah, a lot of people call him Stat Padford because uh, a lot of yeah, I mean lines were down in a lot of games and uh, a lot of people are claiming, you know, garbage garbage time stats and stuff like that, but uh, I think I this is a, a comment that I I did have. There was a couple people that they were talking about uh, Matt Stafford saying that you know he can't read defenses. But my only question back, which I never got a response to uh, on a couple different times, was um, is Matt Stafford an improvement over Jared Goff? Yes or no? That's all the answer I need. Yes or no? You can give me reasoning behind it or not. I don't care. Yes or no is the question. Okay, that's the answer that I'm looking for, is a yes or no. Is Matt Stafford better than Jared Goff? If the answer is yes, then it doesn't matter. The Rams made the right call. If the answer is no, I don't think you watch enough football. So, I mean, Matt Stafford's clearly a better quarterback than Jared Goff. I would have said this last year, even though I'm a Jared Goff supporter. Uh, but, you know, that that's the question that I have is, is is, is he better? Yeah, yeah, He may he may not be... The number one guy. He may not be a top five quarterback, but he's better than Jared Goff. And the Rams, their weak spot was quarterback last year. The Lions' strong spot has been quarterback for the last 12 years or whatever it is. Or 11 years. But yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. (laughs) To answer your question, Cody, I am ready. And next one here from Cody, Matthew Stafford. What does he have to do to warrant an extension? Just not lose us a bunch of games, man. Just not blow it. Just uh, if the Rams are in the playoffs and he has like a three interception game and the Rams lose by by nine points, that's not good. That's what that's what'll get him not extended. I think he's gonna get extended though. Just spoiler alert. I mean, he's only thirty three, and I know that some people feel like that's really old, but I mean, the Super Bowl MVP was just forty three. I realize that's a totally different animal in uh, Tom Brady, so I mean, yeah, you gotta take that into consideration, but if he can even play half of that for the next five years, if we can get him to these 38, I mean I'm good with it. I'm good with the trade and everything. This next set comes from Jay. Welcome back, Jay. I've missed your questions, man. Uh, with so many new faces coming in this year, how do you think Les and McVeigh construct the team for 2021? I don't think it gets a whole lot different. I think we've kind of seen the The blueprint of a less Sneed and Sean McVay team put together. I mean, you get an edge rusher that you like, that you're a fan of. It's got a high motor. Uh, you you make sure your secondary is really strong because you got Aaron Donald rushing the passer. You you go with depth at wide receiver, not necessarily superstars, young running backs. It seems to be the trend here. Uh, so I I think we kind of already know. I think we we already I, I think it's not going to look too different from last year aside from those those missing pieces those that that edge rusher uh that that deep threat wide receiver now obviously the new quarterback maybe a different looking backfield as as far as the rotation goes but ultimately I think it's pretty similar to how we looked last year schematically I think a couple of things are going to change with the new quarterback and then of course Raheem Morris on the defensive side number 2 out of our young outside linebackers, who do you think steps up next season? If no one, who would you like the Rams to sign? I really do like Terrell Lewis, and I think that he's going to have a strong season. His thing is staying healthy, and he needs to stay on the field. The best ability is availability, and if he's on the sidelines in street clothes wearing a hoodie and a beanie, that doesn't do the Rams a lot of good, and you can't win games for your team when you're uh, when you're wearing shorts on the sidelines. just doesn't work out that way, so... Uh, I, I think that Terrell Lewis can be that guy. I think he's got the skill set to be that guy for sure. So uh, that's kind of who I'm uh, talking about this offseason is uh, is Terrell Lewis. And, and I think Samson Abukam kind of comes back and does a little bit more, too. Uh, physically, Samson Abukam is becoming one of the more athletic Rams defenders, especially at the linebacker spot. So I think that's worth noting as well. And if he can get because he's now he's super athletic. He's been working out like crazy. If you've seen him, you know what I'm talking about. And then, uh, if he's got the extremely high motor, so if he can piece everything together, I think he's going to be a very valuable member of this, uh, LA Rams defense. Number three, rank the starting quarterbacks in our division. Strong question. Love this stuff here. So, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, I mean, Russell Wilson is the, is the top quarterback. Uh, he's insanely talented. He is a hall of famer. I'm not sure anybody else is a hall of famer. Maybe Matt Stafford can be, uh, I think in the right situation, if he, I mean, he's statistically, he's up there for sure. Uh, But if he can uh, nail down a Super Bowl win, I think that 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 helps. Uh, But as far as number two, I think I will give it to Matt Stafford. That may be Rams bias. It may not be. But either way, Kyler Murray has not done enough for me, like consistency wise, for me to say that he is that guy. He's very talented, but consistently not there yet. And uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, I just said it, the best ability is availability if he can stay on the field. I think he could be that guy. The Niners play a lot better when he is out there, but, you know, I mean, he's also letting Nick Mullins start sometimes, and who is that other guy? I don't know. But uh, he's letting other guys start because he's out out there on the sideline, you know, wincing in pain. So uh, the best ability is availability. So that's what I'll go with. I'll go Russell Wilson, number one, Matt Stafford, number two, Kyler Murray, number three, Jimmy Garoppolo, number four. Next question here from Jay, is it just me or do outside linebackers take a one-year prove-it deal with the Rams to play next to Aaron Donald and earn that big payday the following year? In any case, I would like to see Clowney next to Donald. Thoughts? You know, I didn't like Clowney coming out. He had one big hit and I thought that that's what really got him in. And then he's obviously super athletic. He's kind of proven me wrong a little bit as far as his effort level and longevity in the, in the, uh, in the NFL. I didn't necessarily think that he would still be here today uh, based on his effort levels early. His effort levels early in Houston were trash, and I was like, this guy's going to be gone soon. Like he's no one, Who's going to get this guy? Uh, would I like to see him in L.A.? Yeah, I would not hate this at all. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to ask for money. You know, when you're when you're that high of a pick, sometimes that kinda follows you around and you can earn big paydays whether or not you're performing or not. Sam Bradford. Uh next question here. With a couple of notable holes in the team, what is the main position of need for the 2021 LA Rams? I'm gonna say wide receiver, and that's simply because I mean, Robert Wood's obviously a super awesome Cooper Cup. If he can stay and actually play in the Rams' biggest games of the season, he's a very, very valuable asset. Josh Reynolds might be gone. Van Jefferson gets talked highly uh, uh, by Sean McVay, so I like that as well. Um, But also, Sean McVay needs to back that up. If you're going to talk highly about a guy and talk about how awesome he is, play him. I mean, let let him catch the football, man. Um, But I would say that deep threat is what the Rams are missing right now. Um, Linebacker can be addressed. I don't think the Rams linebackers are weak, but I do think Joe Barry had a big deal like a big part in uh, the Rams weak spot of linebacker last year actually becoming a strength and now that he's gone as the Green Bay Packers defensive coordinator I think that that could be something that the Rams want to address with more talent it was something we could get away with when we had Joe Barry not necessarily anymore next one here from Jay everyone in the league has an ego do you think McVay values his system more than some players I really like this question. I almost wish I had a co-host for this for this question specifically. Most of the time, 99.9% of the time, I'm very glad I don't have a co-host. But uh, for this question, I think that this would be a good one to bounce off of because I'm not 100% sure what you mean by this question, but what I do feel like is that Sean McVay has a vision, and when he sees something that he wants to do and the players can't execute that, Okay, get that guy out. Let's see who can do it. And I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. There's talented players all over the place. The NFL's full of extremely talented players. We should know that, though. It's the NFL. These are some of the top-tier players in the world. You know what I mean? Uh, But, yes, I think he does value a system more than certain players, but I think that's okay. I don't think that's a bad thing. Uh, There are certain players that, I mean... It started coming out that that Todd Gurley, they didn't like his attitude. They didn't think he worked hard enough. So yeah, get get him out of here. Like the value, money wise, was there because the Rams obviously extended him, but then the system became more valuable. So get him out. I'm okay with that. Next one is Van Jefferson ready to step up as a starting caliber wide receiver? He could be our successor to Woods or even Cup. Yes, I absolutely think this is possible. Uh, Like I said, uh, Sean McVay talks very highly of Van Jefferson, and that's a good thing. But back it up and play him. Uh, Obviously, the Rams have not utilized rookies under Sean McVay that much. The 2020 season is the time we've seen the most rookie play time with guys like Uh, like Jordan Fuller, Terrell Burgess before he got hurt, Cam Akers was out there quite a bit, so it did happen a little bit more this year, and maybe that'll continue to progress, but, and also maybe it's because the Rams are picking late, and maybe we don't need these guys to be starters right away you know, like, you know, we had Van Jefferson, but he was behind Cooper Cup, uh, Robert Woods and Josh Reynolds, so yeah, we didn't necessarily need him to be in all the time, but if you're going to talk that highly of him dude, play him, like, let, let him play but yeah, I, I absolutely think that he's uh, he's getting to that position. Um, I We've seen the flashes from him, and we haven't seen any like negative plays from him. He's not dropping big passes or anything like that. So I say let him play, man. Unleash him, man. Let's do it. Next one here for Jay. Everett looks to be gone. How do you think Bryce Hopkins' role changes now? Uh, barely heard from him this past season yeah i i think that uh johnny munt and uh i'm getting all hot (laughs) i think that johnny munt and tyler higby are going to be the main guys this year i don't think that gerald everett comes back uh hopkins uh maybe i don't think his role necessarily increases that much i think munt is next in line to have an increased role uh from the tight end position number nine here from jay how can the team squeeze value for out of their limited draft picks, dude, by just keep doing what they've been doing, I like the the value has been there. Van Jefferson, Cam Akers, I mean Jordan Fuller, those are just you know this this last year. But I mean the Rams have had strong classes. Taylor Rapp is one of the ones that I'm kind of now. I don't want to call him a bust yet, but I, I'm kind of dropping him down a little bit, uh, just because I mean he hasn't been playing that well, but. Uh, I think that the Rams have had very, very strong value out of their draft picks so far. So I don't think a change necessarily needs to happen. Just keep doing what you're doing, guys. Um, But with uh, uh, blanking on his name, I'm going to feel like such a jerk. Um, He went to uh, Detroit. He's now their their, uh, GM. I I think him going over there... um, God, I'm really blanking on his name. I know know who he is, but uh, I I think that that may come into play because... I mean, he was with the Rams since like, what, 2001? So, I mean, uh, he was a big part of that draft process. So, we'll see what happens there. And, uh, no, number 10, what's your most prized Rams jersey? That's a tough one, man. It could be this one here because this is my, my bone gray Sheriff Joe Bags number nine jersey. I don't wear jerseys that much anymore. I do have a Morgan Fox over here. Actually, you know what? I lied. I, I will say, I, I will say that it's my, um, it's my my color rush number nine Sheriff Joe Bags jersey. It fits me real nice, and it's it's very difficult to find clothing that fits me in a, in a reasonable way when you're built like the goalpost. And so I, I appreciate that, and I I love the yellow. Yellow is my favorite color, and uh, so to have a a number nine, which is my that was my number in high school, uh, when I played football when I was on the team, <laughs> and so. Uh, when I when I was in high school, I wore number nine. Uh, number nine just kind of has always been my number for some reason. And uh, that that one, I would say, is my most prized one. Um, but I do have, I think I have like four Marshall Falk jerseys. Um, I have a Michael Sam jersey. Uh, Cortland Finnegan, I really liked that one. That was one of my favorite ones for quite some time. I did have a Sam Bradford jersey that was signed by Chris Long. I got it signed in 2010 up in Denver. Uh, it was Bradford's rookie year. But Chris Long came out. I got him to sign it. Uh, that that was stolen out of my car, so unfortunately I don't have that anymore. But if anybody sees a blue Sam Bradford jersey signed by Chris Long, number 72, let me know. I want to go find it. But yeah, that's uh, I'll go with the Color Rush, number 9, Sheriff Joe Baggs jersey. I love that one. Uh, the only thing I have, there's one gripe I have on it. It's got the 100 logo on the chest, but I'm going to change that. I really hate that. <laughs> I didn't want that on there at all, but hey, it happens. It's all good. Uh, all right, this next one here comes from Cole. Thanks for hopping in, Cole. I do appreciate it. I think I've seen your questions a couple of times here, but uh, not not recently, so welcome back. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I've seen a little talk about Acres, so my queso is about him and Stafford. How much... Am- importance will there be to have acres rush for a hundred plus in games with Stafford under center is McVay planning on slinging nonstop with our new QB or can he keep it balanced Stafford has had 11 100 yard rushers uh, in his career that is 6.5 percent of the games he's played in a very low number very very low number if we can run then we can uh, play action and sling it love this question as well man Um, so what I think is that we we know Sean McVay a little bit. We've 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 kind of experienced the McVay, and we do know that he kind of gets into some rhythms sometimes, and sometimes he gets a little stubborn. Sometimes he likes to stick to the pass when maybe he needs to just run it a few times. I think with Stafford coming in, we're gonna want to sling it. So I think we're gonna see the the average number of pass attempts. I think we could see an increase there. As far as uh the importance of acres in getting that hundred that yard game, you know, Matt Stafford has not like you you literally referenced it here, eleven one hundred yard rushers in his career you know, from behind him. So that's that's such a low number. And if we can even I mean, I think that there's potential if we get eleven this year. I mean, that's a high number. I realize that, but it's possible and if if that happens, I'm really excited to see what Stafford does with a run game, because when you don't have a run game and you have 11 100-yard rushing games uh, from your running backs in your career, people kind of pin their ears back and come after you a little bit. They drop into coverage, and then they also blitz the hell out of you. So I think that, that that opens up a whole other level of Matt Stafford that no one has seen yet in his entire NFL career, because it just hasn't been there. That run game has not been there. And so for that reason, I'm very excited to see what the run game does for Matt Stafford. But you're right. It does come back to McVay. And is he going to commit to that? Is he going to commit to the run? Or is he going to kind of abandon that and just throw the rock? I I mean, we've talked about it. I can't remember who I've talked to this about, but uh, we've talked about plenty of times of like uh, Sean McVay when... When we come out and throw the football three times on the first drive, and it's three and out, three incompletions from Jared Goff, but it was three passes. So three passes told me that we're not going to run the ball that much today. So it's gonna, we're going to have a hard time getting balance going. And then the three incompletions from Jared Goff said, Jared Goff is not on today, probably not going to be on. Because that's, what, that's, what, that's how it went. I mean, if we could get a couple of first downs on the first drive, I felt good. But if we went three and out on that first job drive with three incompletions by Jared Goff, I had very low confidence in the rest of the game because when Jared Goff would play the whole game how he started the game. And so uh going back to the Sean, Sean McVay though, I mean when he's just coming out and throwing the football three times right away, you have to kind of think like okay, he's he's getting past happy today. And then we would have we would kind of struggle those days. So I I think it all comes into play um but either way, I think that um I think that O'Connell uh, being a little bit and having that a little bit heavier of a role this year as the Rams offensive coordinator, I, I'm hoping that that kind of balances out Sean McVay a little bit. And uh, and we do see that balance between run and pass, because if we can get a good run game with Matt Stafford, I'm very excited to see what he can do this year. So I do appreciate your fan casos, guys. Make sure you guys drop them and I will answer them all the next show. I do try to look for them. Sometimes it's difficult to find them. So if I do, if I'm not answering your questions, send a message to the Ram Showcase Twitter page at Ram Showcase. Uh, you can message on on Facebook, Ram Showcase, or, or Sheriff Joe Bags, or myself. Or you can be my friends. That's that's fine with me. My name's Joe Brandon You can add me on Facebook. That's fine. Sometimes I don't see them. So if I don't, I mean, you can also me- shoot me a message. And and I'll get back to you guys, um, because I do like answering the fan cases, and I I want people to not be ignored for jerseys. So make sure you guys do that, um, but make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow me as well, at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel. It is YouTube.com slash Ram Showcase. Very simple stuff there. I finally got, like, enough love that they... My 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 uh, URL is no longer like youtube.com slash xqr982 or whatever. <laughs> it's just slash ram showcase now, which I'm very very pleased with. I do see you guys coming in. I do see uh, my my subs increase like every single day. So uh, from the bottom of my heart, really appreciate you guys. Uh, let me know where you guys are from and uh you know uh, name your favorite player. I ask this every week. Nobody answers it. It's totally fine with me. Uh, make sure you guys give a thumbs up. Give it a thumbs down. Doesn't matter to me either way. But make sure you guys drop a comment as well. Tell me how awesome I am. Tell me how much you hate me. Doesn't matter to me at all. Whichever is your opinion is your opinion, and you're allowed to have that. Um, but that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Baggs. This has been Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night.